are listening to the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. <laughs> All right, folks. Justin here with a quick word before we dive into this. this is a solo show fronted by Daniel. We had an extremely limited time for this first go around with, with Ripper, so I felt I'd just get in the way as Tim Owens is Daniel's favorite vocalist, as you'll soon find out. So next time we'll get Tim for the full ride. Anyway, without further ado, here you go. and ghouls. This is your comrade, the Crypt Keeper here, reporting dead from the sanctuary of the strange. Tonight's macabre myth is a fright-filled feature, one overflowing with monsters, madness, and magic. This is the Monsters, Madness, and Magic podcast. I am Daniel, and quite frankly, it doesn't matter who else is here or not here because the person that matters is here is Tim Owens. Tim Ripper Owens is about... 20 or 30 friends of mine who have known me for a couple of decades now who <laughs> maybe understand just how freaking incredible this actually is. So I'll just go ahead and get it out of the way and gush for a second. You are probably, I'd have to say, my favorite vocalist. You're like my favorite singer. Awesome. <laughs> Bruce Dickinson and Rob Halford don't count because essentially it's like saying, you know, what's your favorite movie? Because I was born in 1980. So when someone says, what's your favorite movie? You can't say Star Wars because of course it is. So it's much yeah. the same thing. Yeah, who's your favorite singer bruce dickinson rob halford well of course they are so coming up my favorite singer it just over time starting to get into the metal thing i started to hear you and of course winter's bane i didn't get too much of that but my first real introduction to you was when i purchased jugulator from 
from Kmart. I was like, who's this dude? This isn't, that's not Rob Halford. But then whenever I heard the album, especially when Jugulator kicks in, I was like, okay, I'm hooked. So anyway, long story short, I have him digitally across from me, across the screen for me, Tim Owens. Dude, how are you? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm glad you got the Jugulator on the blue light special at Kmart. That's <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I paid eighteen dollars for that damn thing. Holy shit! No wonder Kmart went out of business. <laughs> Uh, dude, seriously, back then, you know, we didn't have listening stations back then. These were all blind buys, blind purchases that we had to do. And I remember seeing Jugulator on the shelf. Other than Painkiller, I had never really given Priest a whole thorough listen. Coming up, I was a Metallica kid. Started to branch out a little bit in my job at Kmart. And uh, yeah, I happened to pick up the CD and I was just floored. Then, of course, years later, I'll fast forward to uh, this little bit to find out that that movie Rockstar was based upon you joining Priest at that time. And it was just like, oh, cool, because when I saw the movie, it was like, holy shit, that's that guy. So anyway, yeah, what are you doing back with KK's Priest? All right, let me set the, set the table for the listeners at home just so they understand. My buddy Justin, who knows, he's the one that normally heads up the podcast. He knows how much of a fan I am of yours. He also knows that how much just a true blue, as I would call it, Frank Frazetta nerd I am for just good old heavy metal. And so naturally he sends me this link and he's like, dude, have you seen this? And I pull it up and what do you know? It's Tim Owens singing with KK Downing playing and it's called Hellfire Thunderbolt. How did this happen? Well, you know, Ken and I had stayed in contact for years, and I would I would tour solo and play around his area, and he'd always come out to the shows and hang out, bring a couple cases of beer for the band to have, and just talk. And, and then somebody had gotten to his ear about doing a show at his venue there, Steel Mill. We did the show, and it just started the ball turn rolling, you know, started the wheels turning, the ball rolling, and we were like, well, I, there was a certain, not right away, though, but then he, he messaged back, said, I think we should do a record. You want to do a record? And I got some great material I've been working on, and that's kind of how it started. Did you know, I mean, it was as simple as that. Just as simple as that. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. Hell, it, sorry. It just, you know, just let me pick up the phone. I'm going to call Tim Owens, like my favorite vocalist. Hey, we should do a record. Hell, let's do a record. Dude, right. that is that is incredible. <laughs> Usually I've found that creativity, it starts to do that. You know, once you write one song, at least it happens with me, you write one, then you do a little motif or you'll start chunking out this next riff. And all of a sudden you're like, well, that's cool. Well, we should make that a second song. And then it's a third song and a fourth song. So how quickly did this album? come about was it one of those you know 12 hours later weekend bender and the album's done or did y'all sit there and meticulously go over everything i'm kind of curious as to the songwriting process because just from the sounds of hellfire thunderbolt thunderbolt y'all have a cohesion it's clear you were comfortable with it so i'm just curious as like the process of it how these came together he just started right away with it i mean he he, you know he spent a lot of time writing it he spent a lot of time doing this and and getting the songs and and even after covid hit then he was after we even made it he went back and did this you know listen to it even more you know, so he definitely wanted to make sure he was doing everything right. So that's what he did. He really spent a lot of time, a lot of effort, making sure everything was exactly what he wanted. He wanted to make sure it was done right. He spent that time. And not only that, he really wanted to, to do it, you know, after we did it. You know, he, right. he went back and we did and changed things and worked and worked and worked on it. So he spent a lot of effort. You know, he really wanted it to be the exact record that he that he wanted to put out. He just wanted to just do it. Just 
just for the hell of it. He was doing it to make sure he's like, this is KK's priest and this is going to rock. It certainly, let me put it this way, it raised my eyebrows. Like when Toro's like, KK's priest, what is this? Turn it on. You hear the first riff and then you hear you come in belting it. And it's like, I start smiling. It's like, <laughs> all right, here we go. I'm in 30 seconds. And it's like, okay, I'm in. I don't care. Yeah, it, you could, exactly. it doesn't matter what this is about. <laughs> Yeah. How did you do the vocals? Like, did you, this is a trade secret, feel free to blow me off. But like, I mean, did you remote record them or how were you a part of this album? Or did you actually fly out there or does he have like this crystal palace, like Superman's fortress of solitude? And, you know, he ushers you in there on a palanquin. You just sit there with a bunch of topless chicks and grapes and record your vocals. I mean, I'm just curious as to how this one happened. <laughs> if you yeah. recorded it solo at your home or if you actually went to a overseas to a studio to do it or what? Yeah, that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> no, I flew over there. This was this was pre-COVID, so you know I was able to go over there and and spend a couple weeks and work on the songs. And you know that's what was great about. Now I'm so used to sitting in my studio and recording all the time. Now I record all year long for bands all over the world. I was you know it was a while since I'd been in the studio like that. But we did it, and that's what was great about coming home is when I came back and then you're trapped because we couldn't go anywhere because COVID hit. So I definitely can't go to England. I was able to redo both in my studio here so like he's like hey let's redo this let's approach it differently and let's try this or try this verse again or this word's wrong we should change this i was able to match up the vocals and do a lot of vocals some more vocals here but it was already done we sat in the studio and did it together ken and i and it was a good time so you record at home for other bands all over the world so they just hit you up because i'm one of those people by the way who actually did that of course life gets in the way and wasn't able to finally get the demo the proof of concept done to you but yeah i was just curious if you know, you sit there recording at home for the bands and stuff like doing your vocals. So you have your own studio set up. So you have a fortress of solitude with a bunch of topless chicks and grapes. I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you, how do you summon the grapes? Is it in the falsetto scream or are you just like, Hey, come here, bring me some grapes. <laughs> I just sit here and scream away. <laughs> Two years on doing this album, I'm so used to doing this by myself, <laughs> and it's rough and tumble, and usually when the album's done, it's about two days before I click publish. It's like, well, that's that, okay, and then it's done, well, so this was two years in the making, wow. Yeah, and, I, and it would have been sooner. I mean, the thing is, we weren't planning on it being that, obviously, you know, we were planning on getting going there. You know, so it was, oh, yeah. it was, we would have had it out sooner than that and probably lived with some of the verses because I, I mean, some the, everything's still pretty much the same as a couple of minor changes. But yeah, I mean, it only became that long because of COVID. The whole idea was we were going to be touring that summer. We were going to put the record out. We had festivals lined up. We had things lined up already. So we were ready to rock. We were ready to come out of the gate. So the problem is when you have a band like this, it's not a project. It's a band and we're not, you know, we're not established. If you're an established band, you record a record during COVID, you could put it out. Listen, we don't have band photos. We can't get together. It's hard to do promo. Does a record label really want to sink a lot of money into a record when you can't do things properly? Because we know things are opening up now. And we know we're going to be able to put the record out and hopefully start booking some shows and start doing some touring. So that's kind of the whole plan, you know. I like this angle. That was kind of, I appreciate the honesty there in that. So And it, it never even occurred to me. Now, now that I think about it, you're right. There was no, I was just kind of curious because it didn't seem like, <laughs> of course, I'm trying not to be an edgelord with this, but I'm sitting here screaming at people be like, you do realize that Tim Owens is back. 
Right. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if you see Ernest goes to jail when he says, you see this man? And he grabs his head. They said, no, I need this guy right here. Because it was one of those of my friends like, you know, Tim Owens is back. I went and told my son. I was like, dude, Starscream's back because he's always <laughs> called. He always called you Starscream when he was little. And I, I have a question for you, as a matter of fact, that I told him about 10 years ago, I'd ask you. But anyway, so I told him, I was like, dude, Starscream's back. And he's like, wow, I didn't know. And yes, I know. Apparently, hardly anybody knows. All it was was that one video on YouTube with you bringing up like no photos and anything and then hearing about it. Like, yeah. That's kind of cool. Is So see there, ladies and gentlemen, who's listening at home, indie artists, the man himself, Tim Owens, also has setbacks like this because, you know, you don't always get your photos. You can't always get your promos. Cannibal Corpse rides up and they've got like zombie bodies and stuff and spikes all over their big tour bus. I've seen it. It's true. It smells horrible, but it's really but you know they can release an album and that's cool because that was freaking cannibal of course you know of course they can but you know for other bands the industry sucks <laughs> no, it was really bad it's funny because it was there were such great plans and you know what everything happens for a reason you know yeah. the thing is when it happened in the industry there's nothing really more to say about it listen COVID hit everybody knows they should know why it's not coming out because mm -hmm. we can't tour we can't promote we can't get together I'm in a different country it's just not going to happen and you know, you just, you want to do it right. Like I right. said, and, and we don't, we didn't have anything else to say. I mean, what, what are we going to tell people until it's time to, because you don't want to talk about it when this record was done and you're working on it and it's finished. You don't want to talk about it or tell people about it. You want to wait until the album's getting ready to be released to do the promotion for it. So people's like, why didn't you tell us about less or what? Well, there's, we didn't tell anybody about anything. We were waiting to talk about the record when it was going to be closer to time. KK is old school. He doesn't have to sit on Facebook and promote stuff like I do 24 hours a day. I'm promoting my bands and what I've done and my merch 24 hours a day on social media. I put out so many records the past couple of years and I do so many things. I mean, I, I've never been busier in my life, but that's how I do it. KK's old school, like Wendy Dio is, they wait. All yeah. promotion people will tell you, like I haven't been doing interviews for the past seven months. People keep asking me, I'm like, listen, I can't do it. I'm locked down with waiting to talk about the KK thing. I have nothing to say until we're ready to, to promote it, you know? And that, mm -hmm. that's, you know, you got to do it right. Like I said, this is a big, this is a big deal. This isn't small fry stuff. This is a big deal and it's a great record. So we want to make sure we do it right. I can imagine. So it's the name itself and then that promo video now the video i'm not sure i didn't check the date on youtube so the fact that the video came out apparently y'all were ready to start letting <laughs> let slip the dogs of war if you will apparently you were somebody out there was ready to let people know that this album was coming so the fact that that promo was out there has official promo i mean you're talking to me so i mean has official promo for this thing begun now officially yes here it comes. Get ready. You're in full promo mode now. Yeah, that can start along a couple of weeks back. Finally, all these people that's been coming at, at me, I have to try to find them now if they've been sending me stuff for so long. Can I do a <laughs> podcast? Because usually I'll do it. If I'm going to slip up and say something stupid, let me at least wait till it's closer to the KK release. So now it is. You know, we have the agency. We have the labels on it. They got it all out there. You know, now we're out there talking about it. What's your podcast? I don't have one. I mean, other people. Oh, <laughs> I, I you know what? You got a podcast and I never even knew it man that ain't even cool i have one follower that's me 
<laughs> well, too, you told me. So I keep saying I need to start a podcast. I just don't even know how to figure out how to do one. Everybody Dude, keeps saying, you should right. do a podcast. Man. You should do one with me. I mean it right now. And I have about a dozen people who were listening to the at the time that this airs. And go be like, holy shit, if he pulls that off. Seriously, we should do a podcast. It'd be killer. You'd freaking love it. It's not, but like, we just talk about cool shit. I, seriously, I'm just a big nerd anyway. It'd be fun. You ought to do one. Look me up. I'm friends on Facebook. You can find me on Messenger because I'm the door that asked you, I think it was like two or three years ago, if you'd want to sing for me because I didn't know how to actually approach you about that. I was just like, you're like my favorite vocalist of my son said you sound like Starscream, but I really would love it if you could sing some vocals for me for a song. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's hey, really I, easy. I do it all the time now. It's really funny because of COVID hit. I've, like, I'm doing this vocals for this band Pyramid right now. I do vocals all the time in my studio. You know, my feed changes for everybody all over the place, this, that, and the other. And I work with people and it's, it's so great because I do so many cool things. And every now and then when I'm done, I have nothing, you know, now it's breaking up a little bit out there so I could do some touring, but every now and then I'll just release on Facebook, hey, if you want me to guest on your record on a song, email me at this email address and we'll talk about it. And, the, you know, and it's cool because I do things for people everywhere and it's the cool, I mean, all kinds of material from hardcore to classic metal to musicals to operatic stuff. It's the coolest thing ever. Operatic stuff. Seriously, like, what's the most you've done? Because I'm trying to, I want to hit some questions about your vocal style. So what to you would be the most challenging vocal work that you have done you know doing Gettysburg was pretty challenging I hate challenging stuff it's, it takes me a while sometimes I try my best to figure out how the hell to do it it's kind of funny <laughs> but I'll get it that was my son my son's favorite album is the glorious burden and so it just it's pretty cool that you mentioned that because like I said he calls you Starscream so I'm gonna go ahead and ask the question because this is about let's see 16 now and we were listening to the reckoning that might have been what 10 years ago probably we were listening yeah. to it. enough enough for him to know who starscream was because all i do is watch transformers and listen to metal but anyway yeah he wanted to know i told him when he was a kid it's like yeah, that's starscream that's starscream he could turn into a plane so <laughs> i need i need your answer is it awesome to turn into a jet it was more awesome to turn into a jet when i was younger now i'm more like a hot air balloon <laughs> I'll be sure to pass that along to him. Hey, I'm a cool-looking hot air balloon, and I'm a really cool one, but, you know, you get into your mid-50s, and the, your jet slows down. Well, I'll tell you this. I'm more like a prop plane. Let's put it that way. I won't say hot air balloon. I went from a Star Screamer jet, turning to a jet, so all of a sudden, you're, I have to wind the propellers up and get going. Hellfire Thunderbolt. If you were going to have a Transformer modeled after you, I do have to say it's a pretty rad name to have. So, I mean, I just run with it. You know what I mean? You're singing. Did you ever have to take lessons, or did that just come naturally for that just badass Starscream Frank Frazetta the musical barbarian voice. Did you have to take lessons for that or was it just natural? Well, I was a lot natural. I've always I'm a firm believer of people are born with a natural gift of something. I mean, I was hoping I would have been born to be a brain surgeon, but that wasn't going to work out. So I, I was born with a gift of sing, and then I worked my ass off to sing. I sang in choirs and stuff through high school, and I and I work I work hard to try and maintain a voice, and I still learn. But I definitely was born with a gift, and then I just worked my ass off to use it. I hear that. All right, Nintendo or Sega? Oh, my goodness. I guess I have to go Nintendo. <laughs> oh, God! A man after my... I know, I'm a Nintendo. No kid. All right. WWF or WCW? Goodness gracious. I guess WWF. God, see, we should do a podcast. All right, last one. I have to do this for Angelique. What's your favorite movie? If you just sat, let's watch a movie. What's your favorite movie? Well, it's not Rockstar. Um, <laughs> 
man, I don't know. You know, I used, you know what I used to answer way back in the day. I'd always, I would always answer breakfast club for some reason. I obviously that's not good. I don't know what my answer would be now. I mean, I'll tell man, you what, I don't know what, we got to wrap it up. I know you. So I'm going to hit well, hey, you up on Facebook and you'll remember hit me up on Facebook and we'll do it again. We'll do more interviews. We'll keep it rolling. And that way I can maybe figure out my favorite movie by then. I'm going to hold you to that, Tim. Look, or Ripper yeah. or whomever, the man himself. Look, I really can't, other than gushing and just sounding just stupid. Thank you. Welcome to the night. You think you know Night Demon? Then the Night Demon Heavy Metal Podcast is for you. Step into the darkness as we peel back the curtain to give you an unprecedented, all-access look into the mind and the heart of the demon. We're talking band history, song analysis, studio anecdotes, stories from the road. It's everything a diehard Night Demon fan could want and more. This is the only place to learn the inside scoop, the deep dive trivia, the untold tales from the band members themselves and those closest to the Night Demon story. Need more? The sacred Night Demon crypt will be pried open to reveal demo recordings that have never before seen the light of day all with in-depth commentary by the band and the people who were there for the writing and recording process. This is a gold mine, a treasure trove of all things Night Demon. Head over to nightdemon.net or wherever you listen to podcasts.